To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses. Though we have rebelled against him, neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws which he set before us. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. Our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 46, on page 397. God is our hope and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will we not fear, though the earth be moved, and though the hills be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof rage and swell, and though the mountains shake at the tempest of the same. There is a river, the streams whereof make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most Highest. God is in the midst of her, therefore shall she not be removed. God shall help her in that right early. The nations make much ado, and the kingdoms are moved. But God hath showed his voice, and the earth shall melt away. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. O come hither, and behold the works of the Lord. What destruction he hath brought upon the earth. He maketh wars to cease in all the world. He breaketh the bow, and nappeth the spear in sunder, and burneth the chariots in the fire. Be still then, and know that I am God. I will ex be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. 
Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. O clap your hands together, all ye peoples. O sing unto God with the voice of melody. For the Lord is high and to be feared. He is the great King upon all the earth. He shall subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose out an heritage for us, even the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved. God has gone up with a merry noise, and the Lord with the sound of the trump. O sing praises, sing praises unto our God. O sing praises, sing praises unto our King. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the nations. God sitteth upon his holy seat. The princes of the peoples are joined unto the people of the God of Abraham. For God, which is very high exalted, doth defend the earth as it were with a shield. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fourth chapter of Jeremiah. If you will return, O Israel, says the Lord, return to me. And if you put away your abominations out of my sight, then you shall be moved, not be moved. And you shall swear the Lord lives in truth in judgment and in righteousness. The nations shall bless themselves in him and in him they shall glory. For thus says the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground and do not sow among the thorns. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord and take away the foreskins of your heart. You men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my fury come forth like fire and burn so that no one can quench it, because of the evil of your doings. Declare in Judah and proclaim in Jerusalem and say, Blow the trumpet in the land, cry, gather yourselves together, and say, Assemble yourselves and let us go to the fortified city. Set up the standard toward Zion, take refuge and do not delay. For I bring disaster from the north and great destruction. The lion has come up from his thicket and this destroyer of nations is on his way. He has gone forth from his place to make your land desolate. Your cities will be laid waste without inhabitant. For this, clothe yourselves with sackcloth, lament and wail for the fierce anger of the Lord has not turned back from us. And it shall come to pass in the day, says the Lord, that the heart of the king shall perish, and the heart of the princes, the priests shall be astonished, and the prophets shall not shall wonder. Then I say Then I said, O Lord God, surely you have greatly deceived this people and Jerusalem, saying you have peace wherein the sword reaches to the heart. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. 
He, remembering his mercy, hath hope on his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 24th verse of the ninth chapter of St. John. So they again called the man who was blind and said to him, Give God the glory. We know that this man is a sinner. He said, he answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, though, that though I was blind, now I see. Then again they, then they said to him again, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you, all, do you also want to become his disciple? Then they reviled him and said, You are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we do not know where he is from. The man answered and said to them, Why, this is a marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from. Yet he opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners. If anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered and said to him, You were completely born in sin, and, you are, and are you teaching us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. Then he said, Lord, I believe. I and he worshipped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I have come into the world, that those who do not see may see, and that those who may see may be made blind. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and, he, and said to him, Are we blind also? Jesus answered them, If you were blind, you would have no sin, but now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou, thy servant, depart in peace. According to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. With thy spirit. Let us pray. 
O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who for our sake didst fast forty days and forty nights, give us grace to use such abstinence, that, our flesh being subdued to the Spirit, we may ever obey thy godly motions in righteousness and true holiness, to thy honor and glory, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who madest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So the first few verses of our first lesson from Jeremiah this evening speak, with good timing obviously, to the Lenten emphasis of the call to repentance. In this case, it's a call to God's people to turn from their sin, to turn from their wickedness, to as to try to avert or avoid um, the coming wrath of the Lord with destruction and then ultimately people being sent into exile. So you get this language of put on sackcloth, lament, and wail. And then very significantly, circumcise yourselves to the Lord, remove the foreskin of your hearts. You know, there's this continual call, I think, to the people of Israel throughout the Old Testament that the practice of her faith cannot be reduced to mere lip service. Um, it cannot be merely external observance. Not to say that there is no external ritual or external observance, there certainly is. But it's just to say that external observance and external ritual is not sufficient for faith. Uh, the practice of faith must be one that is transformative to your heart. The whole of who you are must be devoted to God. And this is really what's at the heart of our Lenten disciplines. It's what it's, it's what is behind the idea of fasting and abstinence that we intensify during the season, that we would keep in check, that we would keep at bay those things that are vying for our hearts, so that our hearts then don't ultimately fall away and get taken away with these other things, um, so that, again, that our heart doesn't fall away for our ultimate love, which is God. 
And then in our second lesson, so from John chapter 9, it's interesting, there's a lot of irony going back and forth in this story, and we see between the man born blind and the Jewish leaders on both sides, they each have their own logic that they're trying to force on the situation. So, um, according to the Jewish leaders, Jesus is a sinner, that is, he's clearly broken Sabbath in their mind, so therefore he must not be of God. So there's no way that he could have been the one to heal this man who was born blind. But the man who was born blind, who was healed on the other hand, his logic is, well, God does not listen to sinners, but if people worship God, if they obey him and do his will, then he listens to them. Jesus healed me from my blindness, so therefore the only thing that can make sense out of any of this would be that Jesus is indeed from God. So the heart of the question is about Jesus' origins. The Jewish leaders continue to be caught up in this sort of religion, this sort of religion that prioritizes external practice, external details over then, um, over then, and or I should say, and neglects the weightier matters of the law, things like love and mercy and justice. So the blind man, on the other hand, he doesn't have to worry about any of the external matters. He doesn't have to worry about the details at all. He's like, you know, it, it, it's a wonderful thing. I don't know any of these details, but it's as though he's saying to them, can't you see, can't you understand that it doesn't matter? What matters is I was blind, but now I can see. Like I said, there's a lot of irony going back and forth here in the story, but I think at the end of the day, this story is ultimately about sight. It's about vision. The Jewish leaders, yes, they have physical sight, so they can see with their eyes the physical world around them. Yet, Jesus' point is that they're truly blind. They could not see that Jesus was from God. And this is why he says, Jesus says, I came in, into this world that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may become blind. It's almost as though the point here is that physical blindness isn't really the issue. It's not the real threat. The real threat the thing that we should actually fear is that we might come to the place, and this usually happens um, over the course of time with unchecked sin, but the fear is that we would come to the place where our sight, because of our rebellion against God, has become so distorted, it's become so perverted, so blinded, that we simply can't see Jesus who's right in front of us. So we'll continue now, as always, with our intercession on page 590, and take a second and call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. 
Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you, Father Kevin. Good night.